0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Seafood News Roundtable. I'm here with Michael Ramsing to discuss the headlines as we close out the year. How's everything going, Mike?
1: Adam, it's going great. We are recording this two days before Christmas. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I'm ready to start eating some dinner and, uh, you know, party hard for, for three days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're recording this right before we go on Christmas break. It'll air after, of course, we come back. But yeah, we This wanted... is this is also your, your last show with us today, Adam? That's correct, yes. I'm actually going to be moving on to another company, another opportunity came my way. Uh, but I'm leaving this show in the very capable hands of Mike and the seafood team. So yeah. now that we've gotten this project off the ground with a regularity of one program per week, it is definitely a strong footprint here where we can continue to put out this show.
1: You've definitely given us a good foundation, Adam. Thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. So let's jump into the first story here. The first thing I want to mention is, of course, the Indian shrimp producers. Now, on the last show, we talked about the Thai Shrimp Association and their export numbers. But the Indian shrimp producers and some of the exporters are actually reporting some challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right on the
0: export front. So what's going on there?
1: Well, we picked up a report uh, in SeafoodNews.com this past week. Uh, some producers in India were reporting uh, disease issues that uh, were starting to impact production and exports uh, from India to the U.S. market and to other overseas markets.
0: Interesting. Now that's in contrast with some of the other countries in the region that are actually seeing production tick up. Sure, now, India, which is a very large producer, is now seeing some challenges. Now, we have some exporters that are saying that this is seasonal and others that are saying that this is related to disease. So what's the story here?
1: Well, it seems that it's a bit of both. It seems that it's a weather-induced disease, as a matter of fact. Uh, hard to pin down you know, exactly which disease we're talking about. As we all know, there, there are several that can impact production in the industry. And so far, the reporting coming out of India is... the pretty sparse when it comes to, you know, what what exactly is going on. But what we, you know, can report is just what we're hearing, you know, from new sources in India. And that's, we have disease issues. They're seasonal. Producers and exporters are saying that they don't expect this to be a, a long time issue. They expect this to be very much a, a temporary uh, situation when it comes to production declines or impacts to any kind of shipments or anything like that. It really seems like it's a, not, maybe not an isolated incident, but certainly something that's just kind of a blip on the radar, a bump in the road.
0: And it certainly contrasts with the import data that came out short while ago for October, where India actually set a new high for import numbers for the U.S.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, India is a strong supplier to the U.S. market. They continue to be a strong supplier to the U.S. Uh, we haven't seen any slowdown in, in, in imports as of October. We'll receive November figures the first week or so in January. That sh- will give us a little bit more insight into how production and exports are trading, trending out of India. Uh, but for the time being, we can't say that this is going to have any kind of legitimate market impact or impact to available supplies or anything like that. It's just There's just not enough information there but we wanted to get this news bit out to to the industry just to you know give them a a fair shake at what's going on
0: for sure yeah we'll definitely stay tuned to see if any other asian shrimp markets are impacted or if the situation in india Mm -hmm. does uh, continue to worsen or recovers Mm -hmm. moving on to the next sector uh, we talked about dungeness crab on the last show
1: it seems that we just keep talking about crab, shrimp, and and lobster in these podcasts. I don't don't know what to to make of it. Well, it just seems
0: like the biggest stories are coming out of those uh, couple of sectors there. And so Dungeness crab is, you know, we had that issue with the domoic acid last year, and then the season was getting underway slowly. We had an abundance of caution. So on the last show, we recapped that California and Oregon fisheries are open. Mm -hmm. And now it seems like the Chinese embassy has confirmed to the Canadian Food Inspection Agency that they aren't going to be accepting any of the Dungeness crab from Area 67. Now, what is Area 67?
1: So, Area 67 is a, a large portion of the fish, commercial fishing waters that covers the west coast from Northern California to Alaska. And essentially, what we're hearing from uh, you know sources within the industry are, are the Chinese uh, have maybe possibly detected some levels of domoic acid in some shipments of crab and they are now not accepting any live imports from the us at all right now we're still tracking down you know more Information from Canadian, Chinese, and U.S. officials to, to see what exactly is going on. But what we can confirm is that Canadian officials have informed U.S. shippers that they will no longer issue certificates for live crab from the U.S. to be exported uh, to China. Most of these shipments were going uh, to the to the market by air through Vancouver, British Columbia. That's in Canada. So it's kind of a mess at this point. You know, the the live Dungeness crab market is a fairly strong uh, market for uh, U.S. Dungeness crab it's a, it's, a, it's a good selling it's a good market to sell into and you know this is this is not great news for dungeness crab uh, exporters
0: for sure. Now, what about the Dungeness Crab coming out of Area 51?
1: That is a really good question, Adam. Uh, I, I think we'll have to follow up with uh, some of the uh, shady government figures in the in the back channels right now, but I don't have any reports out of cra- Crab from Area 51.
0: We might have some anonymous sources at the FBI that could offer some
1: that's, that's, insight. That's, that's a good one, Adam. You got me on that <laughs> one. Uh, we do want to say it's some industry observers do believe that the ban might have been precipitated by some Canadian shippers who mixed in some California crab with shipment. You know, so even though the U.S. might be taking the, the brunt of the blame here, you know, if energy observers are saying that this is a mixed, you know, mixed container of crabs of, you know, Canadian and, and U.S. product, you know, is it possible that 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 tests came back, you know, positive, and they were Canadian crabs? It's it's hard to say. It's a very murky situation right now that we're trying to, you know, get more information on. But we want to again get this information out to the industry, yeah, particularly absolutely. during this time of the year. It's a very important time of the year for you know live shipments and, and dungeness industry in general.
0: Sure. By now, a lot of shellfish seasons are starting to get underway, and actually, that's a good segue into the lobster season in Nova Scotia, where you know, we talked about the. LFAs, now we have 33 and 34. Once again, terrible weather. Mm-hmm. The season looked like we might get off to an okay start initially, and then it's just been wind and blizzards just about it, every day. It's
1: being described to us as the worst weather seen in this fishery in 35 years. And and that's crazy to think, right? Given that last year was some of the best weather that this industry has seen in, in the history of this fishery. It's yeah, it's, it's a huge
0: contrast. And that's obviously Leading to some lower landings,
1: it is, and and boats are, are not able to get out. In fact, uh, since the season opened, the late November, November 29th, about half of the days have been able. To, these guys have been able to fish. To, to fish, it's it's just a very dire situation. Uh, at least if you're a lobster fisherman trying to 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 go out and, and fish for lobster, it's it's not been ideal at all. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure a lot of people out there don't need to pull out an economics textbook to remind themselves that. If we're experiencing these constraints in supply due to just bad conditions for the fisheries, you know, it looks like some of the Erner Barry reporters are noting that prices at the dock are starting to tick up.
1: As far as we can tell, boat prices, that's again, that's the price that lobstermen are charging buyers at the dock. So they catch the lobster, they have it on the boat, they want to unload it and they want to sell it. That price is going up. We're hearing as high as $7 per pound potentially. You know, by the middle of January, we don't want to do any forecasting here. These are reports that will continue to trickle out of the industry as we dive deeper into 2017. Uh, but for now, uh, Ernerberry's wholesale market prices for live product in New England markets are ticking up. So that's at least some indicator that the, that the boat price is, is, is probably weighing in on the wholesale market.
0: Absolutely. And that's one thing that we discussed on a previous show, That if the bad weather were to continue, it would definitely have an effect on
1: spot market prices for live lobster. It it looks like that might be happening.
0: Well, and the last thing I want to talk about, today's top story, we talked about the Gulf shrimp landings being pretty unimpressive in a few shows ago, a few episodes. It was before Paul came on Mm -hmm. to recap the imported shrimp market. And now it looks like, now that the year's closing out, we have the official data, Mm -hmm. and Gulf shrimp landings are actually the lowest in the last about seven years.
1: Data reported by uh, Erner Berry, and I wrote about it on seafoodnews.com this week. November landings were were down versus October landings, which isn't so surprising, right? November and December are traditionally the, the least productive or among the least productive months of the year. It's actually when most of the Gulf production starts to decline after peaking. Uh, and that's not so much a surprising figure to see November levels come down versus October. But what is interesting is November levels versus 2015 are down about a million pounds. And when you look at it year to date, uh, we're looking at a uh, total harvest in 2016 for Gulf shrimp uh, lower, uh, just marginally above levels from 2010. And if we want to dig in some history. We all know that in 2010, that's the same year that the BP oil spill happened when the fishery was essentially canceled. So, you know, this is a pretty significant, you know, year-to-date landing total that we're looking at and and not for the right reasons.
0: Absolutely. And I'm actually looking at a chart from seafoodnews.com right now of the Gulf shrimp landings for every year since 2010. It looks like, as you say, that 2010 Looks like we have about eighty-two million pounds, and then the following year it rebounded. We had something on the order of about one hundred eight to one hundred nine million pounds, and then it's just been trickling back down. Uh, and and it's sands oil spill, right? We have basically an oil spill number here without an oil spill, right? So it, what is it that's causing these low landings?
1: Uh, it's it's hard to say. Uh, the guys that we talk to, uh, they'll describe this fishery as, as very boomer bust prone, oil or not. Uh, this is a it depends on the, the temperatures of the water, uh, migration patterns of the shrimp and whether or not the boats can actually find the shrimp. someone's described this to me this fishery, and I think I said this before on the show, it's it, it could be like turning on a, a, a spigot. you know, you, you turn it on and the water just gushes out, you turn it off and you got nothing. Uh, that kind of can be how this shrimp fishery t- trends. Some some years the, the that spigot is full blast other day in other years it's, it's just dried up and it looks like, at least in 2016, it's it's been uh, the case where where the shrimp have been hard to find they've been hard to come by.
0: And Gulf shrimp did hit a five or six year high in the middle of 2014 uh, when landings were much higher than they are now. It looks like since the middle of 2016 that prices have been ticking back up on the 21-25 count, ticking up to about 650 a pound, a little over 650 a pound. So if landings are ticking lower, is there something to suggest that prices would continue to go to the upside or would not continue to go to the upside? It's a
1: good question. I think what the industry is, 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 is you know, Ernaberry Berry doesn't like to do any forecasting. And you can certainly look at the, the historical data and, and kind of pair up how landings might influence the wholesale market. I think what it's really going to come down to is what are the processors going to be, or what are they going to continue to be willing to pay? You know, we reported that they had the the bidding war at the docks over the summer for product and raw material. Now, raw material still remains very tight. However, it does seem that, you know, the willingness to buy at at certain levels is, is kind of waning right now. Not to say that demand isn't high, just that processors aren't really willing to pay the extra premium. So, you know, whether or not you know, Gulfstream prices are going to hit those record highs that we've seen in, in past years. It's hard to say. Uh, you don't want to price the product out of the market. Uh, you know, so you know we'll just continue to monitor how this goes. What, what we you know can probably say is, you know, the market just is at a premium. It's trending at a premium and. We don't. We're not going to get another round of 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 new inventory. You know, now at this point until May. You know, May will be the earliest. June is more likely. So, uh, remember, the shrimp fishing seasons are now over in the Gulf for the most part. At least the heavy production periods are. So, you know, this is kind of the slog that the industry is going to, you know, kind of be dealing with over the next several months.
0: Well, we'll definitely stay tuned for that, Mike. As we have a lot of seasons that are going to get started in the spring and summer. And so we're going to see some local scarcities in certain species as those seasons don't get underway for a while. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. As mentioned, this show is going to air right after Christmas and right before New Year. So we hope you had a wonderful holiday with your family, and we wish all of you a happy and prosperous 2017.
1: Adam, you know, uh, I just want to, on behalf of Ernest Barry, you know, thank you for the work you've done here. Uh, We wish you luck, you know, in your future endeavors. This has been a great experience on the show with you. I look forward to kind of taking it over as we we move into the new year. Um, Merry Christmas to all our readers out there. Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Adam.
0: Thank you, Mike, to you as well.